Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the 2023 Wrestler of the Year from the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D. I'm joined by Ollie Davis and I'm joined by the professor, the truth, your jam that champion, Dan Layton. Where's the belt? Where is the belt, Dan? It's over there looking, it's resting nicely so it's not over, you know, you know, oversaturate, you know. It's on a little plinth. Yeah, it's on its Roman schedule at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) This is our... You can not believe this here. One second. This is our... Dynamic. One second. This (laughs) is our seventh Wrestler of the Year that we have done. Uh, Their previous winners have included 2017, Akada. Mm. 2018, Hiroshi Tanahashi. 2019, Will Ospreay. 2020, Drew McIntyre. 2021, Brian Danielson. And last year's winner, 2022, John Moxley. John Moxley deserved winner. Uh, God, we liked New Japan back in the day. <laughs> well, so there hasn't yeah. been a, a two-timer. There has not been oh, a two-timer in, yeah. in history. Wow. Know, in in Wrestle Talk history. Um, yeah, I mean, funny enough, I was going back through like our 2019 is the year when you first you allowed us to do it by committee. Yeah, because I remember forcing Tanahashi. You did. So I was like, <laughs> no, but he is the best wrestler yeah. of this year, and I just said, we're going with that. In 2018. Everyone else was pushing it for it to be Walter. We kept telling you, yeah. Walter is Wrestler of the Year. Oh. And Ollie was like, I'm overruling you all. It's Hiroshi Tanahashi. So. <laughs> Walter is a great second that year. Mm. <laughs> so this is, we then have to add now more of an open discussion. Mm. Everyone gets their submissions. So the way that it works is that everyone gets center form and they get in their nominations. Your top nomination earns five points. Your second earns four. Your third earns three. So on and so forth. It's alternate representative. What's it called? No, that's not. I was going to say alternate vote. It's not that. No. Proportional representation. Proportional representation. It's, 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 it's more like that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's the AV plus post. It's also mainly an excuse for Luke to play with some spreadsheets. Oh, mm. and I've got so many notes on this spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> this is one of my favorite things to do <laughs> in the year. Because not only do we fill it out here in the Rest Talk and Parts Fund, known and No Rolls Bard offices, it goes out to our wider family and friends, the uh, resttalk.com, our moderators. It goes out to a lot of people. We've had over 30 submissions mm. for nominations this year. So a very wide opinion. And shall we get into it? Do you have a prediction? Should we do? Th- oh, well, I guess your prediction is what you put number one. Uh, well, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty confident who will win number one. Uh, if it doesn't, I might just force it to be number one again. I'll go back to the old system. <laughs> it's Hiroshi Tanahashi. I realized that in saying that, I would just give the game away. So I was like, well, let's just find out. And yeah, I'll tell yeah. you whether or not. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Well, let's. as is customary, you're right. Yeah, I was going to say we should write them on the boards and then we can reveal oh, at the end. Uh, uh, that's a good okay. idea. Like We've, in a little envelope. Like, in, like, was it Darren Brown doing the magic trick? Yeah. Like, <laughs> We're taking them all upstairs, though, because we use mm. them in the Christmas special, which is yet to be aired uh, but you'll see it soon uh, so as is customary we'll go through the people who just missed out on the top 10 uh, those included at number 15 Seth Rollins and himself <laughs> 8 points <laughs> uh, at number 15 at number 15 in fact only only 5 points with Seth Rollins at number 15 can you, can you do these like um, the man who used to do the chart show uh, I can do Dr. Fox in at number no. 14 I was a Radio 1 guy it was Mark Goodyear <laughs> Um, funny enough, number 14, Becky Lynch with uh, eight points, who was also last year's number 14. She was well, well high for me on my list. But she had a good run down in NXT, but on the main roster, she's not done anything super substantial, I would say. Uh, Trish she had feud. a nine-year-long feud with Trish. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a three-way tie for 11th place, all with 11 points. Christian oh, Cage, three. Rhea Ripley, and LA Knight. Oh, Christian, Christian. was in my... He was, he, I think he was my fourth or third pick. Mm. Yeah. Technically, if we were to, you know, going by the rulings that we have, LA Knight is the official number 11 with okay. Rhea Ripley and Cage underneath him because LA Knight got one top level nomination. He got huh. a full five points from one of our nominees. Are you allowed to say who thought LA Knight was the best wrestler of the no. year? Uh, I will not name uh, those. You people. won't name Sat. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so, uh, in at number 10. With 12 points, four nominations, one top level, last year's number three. Oh, it's gone down. Roman Reigns. I think that's fair to go huh. down from three to ten. When you consider he's been around now, for about five minutes. There's a reason why Ollie's got a shocked face. Because he was my number one. Number one? He yeah. was my number Justify one. Justify yourself. <laughs> you, were the t you were that one top level nom. He was... Look, I, I looked at it from... And I'm not being facetious here. Mm. Whose matches were I, were I was I most consistently and TV angles were I were I most consistently emotionally invested in? Mm. And it was Roman Reigns. And on top of that, you add the argument that he is the catalyst. He's the driver for genuinely turning WWE's whole business around. This is the most money they've ever made more than the attitude era mm. and yeah you could say well la knight's a part of that cody's a part of that but then you go but are they a part of that because they've worked with roman i think he's the biggest star right now he puts on not like the best in ring matches but i, I think he does actually put on the best storytelling matches of the year so far i love the main event style i think as a performer he's so composed and the way a little facial reaction or just a yeah the la yeah, night that's, thing. that's the one the face yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and he was doing what yeah. when, he, when he threw a strop at money in the bank yeah yeah his acting is i can't think of a better actor in wrestling currently and that's saying something because i think everybody has mm. really up their game the last couple of years especially over the pandemic era which well, is where i think roman forged this more subtle performative character it's interesting because like the 
this year's awards and this year we all sort of talked about it are so different from previous years because there were so many good options like mm. in wrestler in pay-per-view to the point where when we get to the worst pay-per-views we were all sort of like oh, i don't know they're all like fine, fine. like all this, <laughs> but even it's, the it's, worst it's, ones it turns like, out it's the most mid pay-per-view yeah, that's, yeah, it. that's yeah. it whereas it used to be like gosh that was dire or that was a dreadful yeah, evening. Yeah. the worst pay-per-view was just kind of mid so you've got so many different like positive aspects to all of them and i kind of i completely agree with you my only disagreement i don't think roman even appeared on my top five and i think the reason for that was while you're dead right for the first three months of the year everything subsequently had a, a sense for me of like what are we doing like what 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 is our plan here hmm. what are we doing because if we if the plan is this dominant forever reign i'd like him to be around a bit more and that's like you know not just I'd like him to defend on every pay-per-view, but I'd like him to not disappear between the months of October and January. You know, he's on SmackDown this weekend or whatever, but... Yeah, he's because they're doing a double taping for the, the, the Christmas right. period episode. So you get your bang for your buck. Yeah, um, I, th- I think to your point, like if this we'd have done these nominations at July, you mm-hmm. know, if we'd have done the mid-year, I think Roman would have been so much higher. It's the back half of 2023 that I think has cost him a lot of nominations and points. Because mm. interestingly, he didn't get nominations for a long period of time in, in throughout the process. Your top level nomination actually pushed him into the top 10. Oh, imagine that. <laughs> That's crazy. That's the Roman sweet. wouldn't have been in the top 10. He was not going to be in the top 10 until... I thank you. Your nom- and yours came in quite <laughs> late. And then someone else's got gave him another like two points. And that like solidified him within the mm. top 10. Um, someone else then leapfrogged over him again. But he was actually going to be higher. But yeah, like he really was fighting and scratching and clawing to get into this top ten position. A lot of like late late votes came in for him. Recency bias is a very real thing as well. Like we're all kind of focused on what has happened in in yeah. the past. So then looking yeah. at that long stretch, I th- I also think it's not even like this whole business of he should have you know lost the belt at Mania kind of thing. Because even after that, I I loved his match, the tag match where it was like you know the, we had the turn at Night yeah. of Champions, the Money in the Bank stuff that he did where he he fully packed a sad because everyone was booing him and he's he's like it's like stand up if you hate roman and he sat down uh loved it um so like he he had like really good stuff i think it just has been the past few months where he's just not been around Mm, he's he's sort of disappeared from my list off the back of the jay uso SummerSlam, yes which which was a disappointment yeah yeah but then you think Sami Zayn at elimination chamber that's it that's Mm. what i mean if you'd have done this in july this would have been a completely different story yeah i think so too we have a joint number eight Although technically, I've, do, I've got do one. The technically, okay. Well, okay. So number nine, yeah. but it is joint eighth, is Jay Uso with fourteen points across five nominations. What main event? Jay Uso got six points in. This 20- is death by committee. <laughs> Jay Uso is not a better wrestler in twenty twenty three than Roman Reigns. Well, it's so got, interesting that you hold on. Hold on. So, Let me do so, my so sorry. Got six points in twenty twenty one. Five points in twenty twenty. The first time he's appeared on the list since twenty twenty one. He missed out completely last year. Didn't get a single nomination last year, mm. but this year got five nominations and fourteen points. I think to your point about the the great acting that Roman has done. I think Jay's up there for me. Like he's done a very similar the 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 pathos, the situation with Sammy towards the sort of tail end of last year that then kicked into overdrive with the Royal Rumble, then the the really satisfying emotional beat of Jimmy being the one to turn on Roman. Oh, put a pen on that one. But, um, <laughs> but like that being that like he still wasn't sure whether or not he was allowed, kind of thing. Then getting that pin over Roman at Money in the mm-hmm, Bank, mm-hmm. which showed us that he was able to pin. Roman Reigns, the match at SummerSlam was a disappointment, but the lead up to it felt really exciting. The 
I think when you look at him standing on top of the War Games cage of Survivor Series, doing this, and the whole that shot from behind him is just unreal. I think he's garnered a lot of affection from the crowd, and I think he really deserves it. I think he's great. I just from a kayfabe perspective, he gets pinned way too much for me. And or IPWI. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh... hasn't that a championship ball? Yeah, actually, it's been cha- well, tag champ twice. There you go with two separate partners. No, <laughs> well, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because everyone's coming into this with different criteria, and that from the kayfabe argument, the last half of this year, although he has now got the main event Jey Uso name, I think Jey Uso pre going to Raw was a more enjoyable character. Oh, really? Certainly uh, more complex. And at least he would win. Right. <laughs> because he really hasn't... I, I looked into it the other day. He always takes the pin. He's lost so much. I don't think he's won a singles match since moving mm. to Raw. He's won, like, it's tag matches. It's singles matches, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in the, in the tag matches, it was always Cody getting the win. I don't yeah. think he ever made the no, successful pin. he was pin. there to take the pin. For me, for me he's, he's a bit of a lame... main eventing WrestleMania. He's a bit of a lame duck for me. I see that, but I think my counter to that point is more to do with, like, in spite of that, mm. look at the affection people yeah. have for yeah, him. And I think that's over. a sign of how talented you can be. When you can't afford... Like, it's, it's not just that he takes the pin. It's that he can. He can take the pins and still be like someone who people want to see and they want to chant Yeet for and well no longer um, well they can now they've, they re- can. They've, they've re-released Yeet merchandise so I'm guessing they've, they've oh just fi- pay the guy they've yeah. figured all yeah exactly pay the guy with <laughs> trade that guy off it, you know yeah. Um, but yeah like the, people want to chant that there are so many Yeet like when for me it's not only do people want to chant along with you and want to do your, the moves or whatever because we all like to sing any song at this point it's People making signs to take. People have been at home making glittery signs that say "Yeet, fabulous." They want to take it to the to the show. They care, so I, I kind of feel like that's a real sign of. I think ninth technically is the prime spot. That's exactly where he should be. Any higher, I think it would be silly. But I think for a mark of good work that you've done all year, good for you. Although technically joint eighth. Because the actual eighth uh, spot, and this is because this wrestler uh, got five nominations as opposed to the four that mm. Jay got, Orange Cassidy. Now we're talking. <laughs> what uh, a 2023. Uh, oh, sorry. Does, um, let me just double check my notes here. Yeah, that's right. Four to- uh, four nominations, one top level as opposed to Jay who got five. He got he leapfrogged him because he got the one top level. Uh, last year, Orange Cassidy got one point from one nomination. <gasps> this year, he is the eighth best wrestler, according to us, wow. with 14 points. No better title run. Yeah. His yeah, international really. title run for the whole year. Well, you know, it, it, he held it going into this year, but it was really around March or April that he just started to defend mm. it every week, slowly putting on banger after banger. That cumulative story of him just picking up more and more damage... Then the Moxley feud, I know it like went off, it was a bit weird with the concussions and whatnot, but they worked with that as opposed to what Tony usually does, which is go back to the original plans as soon as possible. Yeah, oh, incredible wrestler, incredible performance. He has had a great year, Mm. really, really good year. Like you made that joke as well, like it feels weird when Dynamite doesn't open with an Orange Cassidy match. And it does. Because like dynamite starts and you hear Jane and you're like, oh, really? It's dynamite time because I've got an international title defense. It's mm. part of the theme music for me. Now. <laughs> it goes the dynamite music and then into Jane. Yeah, wrestling is like onions. There are layers. 
So you have like the layer of the match, you have the layer of the story that's led to the match, and then you have the overarching thing that's been going on all year. And then you have the real life stuff as well that sort of feeds into mm. it, that weird osmosis of reality and fiction. The story of Orange Cassidy's like potentially being injured because of how much he's been defending this belt. Then them sustaining that and keeping it through to the point where when you did get one of the best title changes that I've seen yeah. in years. Main evented. Main evented. A show that main evented after, you know, the biggest wrestling show of all time kind of thing. <laughs> I think that is remarkable. And I, I have given Tony, he's over there, um, a little bit of rubbish for the lack of build in a lot of places. He just likes to put on a match and, you know, there's your dinner, eat it kind of <laughs> thing. This was an example of something done really well. And whether it was intentional the whole way or whether it was like, oh, we've got a little streak here, we'll carry on with that, to build to that match, I think. And then, as you say, like, you know, make the best of a bad situation. You know, it's a bit tricky with concussions and injuries and all the rest. They've done such a good job. And that image of Orange Cassidy's sort of final, you know, fingers in the air, go on then. I'm going to have, you have to literally destroy me to take my belt. Mm. Amazing. In at number seven, with 17 points, seven nominations, one top-level nominations, last year's number two, <gasps> Sami Zayn. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think Sami, again, is, if you looked at the, if you'd done this in July, different story. If you'd mm. done this in April, it'd have been a very, very different story. Oh, yeah. But I think Sami was someone post-WrestleMania that got massively taken off the boil. Yeah. I don't think that WWE capitalized enough on Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens in the world title, tag title run. This is a great, a great argument, and I completely agree with that logic. Why not the same for Roman? <laughs> Roman at least went through to August. <laughs> I get recency bias, yeah. but let Sami Zayn hasn't really done anything of note since April. But does have great matches on TV. Yeah, like time. and that's it. Like he is a reliable TV guy. You put a Sami Zayn match on TV, like last week, or you know, I, I should say last week, because so dates the when we're recording this mm. video. Earlier in December, when he had a, <laughs> had a match with Drew on Raw, they just had a banger. Yeah. Yeah. Like, didn't need to, but they did because they can. Sammy is a reliable hand. This is we had this with Seth Rollins last year. Like, I think there was a bit of a debate on our, on the panel when Seth ranked as high as he did last year, where everyone was like, ah, "I don't get it. Like, it's it's not for me. I find the character annoying." But my argument was, he always puts on very very good matches. Mm. Sami Zayn always puts on great matches even if he hasn't had a lot of storylines. Because all Sammy's done this year is he's feuded with the Bloodline and then he's feuded with Judgment Day. Mm -hmm. And that's all he has done mm -hmm. in 2023. But every time he's in the ring, he's so over, the crowd are so into him, and he's so captivating to watch in ring. I also think the character work that he puts in as well elevates everything. So it was when, he, when we knew Cody was going to WrestleMania, and I think everyone sort of had pitched the idea of Cody versus Roman, and we all knew that's where it was going to go. So when Sammy gets his Elimination Chamber match in Montreal, which again, we all knew was going to happen because the, 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 the plans had been shared, we all were like, well, he's not going to win. But it was his going into the ring with Cody being like, I need to know whether or not you think I can do this because you said you thought I could. But I, I, it was, there was a level of like insecurity, but also if you say I can do this, it kind of flicks a little switch in my head that says that I'm going to take that into my match. Mm. And then when his music came back in Montreal on that SmackDown, <sighs> that, that entrance in front of his family. And then, yeah, He's just sort of been a solid hand to have some really good matches over the course of the past, you know, few few months. You've got the WrestleMania main event, which, God, that felt... I mean, we we stood up and gave it applause, like, on the great. stream. It was so amazing. Good. 
And then what's happening in the recent couple of weeks, he's done more for that world heavyweight title belt than Seth Rollins has the entire <laughs> run because of what he says about it, because of the way he talks about it. And yet, there's, I've, I've noticed recently there has been a little bit of a, he does the same promo, he comes out, shouts and points at the ground a lot. But it, <laughs> I main evented wrestling. Yeah. He's like, all right, mate, we know. It's, You're not the Miz. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, it is very effective. And I think that going into next year, with all of the potential, you know, They've stacked the roster with so many baby faces. How many different combinations do you want to see main eventing WrestleMania? I still think of like, yeah, Cody versus Sammy sounds fun, or like Sammy versus Kevin, or Sammy versus Drew, or like all of them. He's got it. He can make you believe in him, and that's such a rare quality. There are a lot of like chats that we get in on Raw streams that are always pitching for Sammy to be the one going for the world title at WrestleMania, or Sammy versus Drew for the world title at WrestleMania. No one talks about Seth defending the belt at yeah. WrestleMania. They're either talking about CM Punk main eventing or it's Sami Zayn going for the belt because people like Sami. He's I got... That's why, you know, that's seven nominations. He's got Foley energy. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. CM Punk returned twice this year mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sami Zayn's SmackDown go home before Elimination yeah. Chamber is my favourite entrance. I don't know year. if... Uh, because we didn't, we didn't have a best entrances category, did we? No. But Bad Bunny's up there. Yeah. Oh, Sammy I love Zane's Backlash. Zane's up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Backlash, good show. Punk's is like quite low down, actually, when you think <laughs> about it, which is remarkable. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, we talked about that on the Survivor Series. Like, that is law of diminishing returns. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, you do three returns in two years. That third one's not going to be as quite as and good. And hey, look, I'm home now. <laughs> I was so excited. So much so that they put it on telly three times. But you are right. In at number six, with 18 points, just one more than Sami Zayn. Seven nominations, one top-level nomination. I love this game. Mm -hmm. Swerve Strickland. Okay. Swerve, not a lot of votes early on. All of Swerve's votes have come in very late in the process. Mm. Uh, I don't know why that is, but all of a sudden, Swerve just started getting loads of nominations. It was high in my list, and he just got... I would say of the seven, six of those came in within the last ten people to nominate. I, I would, I would say, I think he was fifth or fourth in my mm-hmm. uh, picks. I would say it's because he. This is another recency bias thing, but well deserved because he didn't really do much up until what September mm-hmm. when he just came out randomly to go, "Hey, Hangman Page, I'm going to beat you." I'm a main eventer. I'm a main. Yeah, I'm a main eventer now. And I haven't got main event Swerve Strickland as my new name. <laughs> and then, but then it was still like, yeah, but what happens after the Hangman feud? Mm. Are they just going to chuck him back on Rampage? Is he going to finish the story with Keith Lee? But they followed that up with Full Gear in the rematch and he won. And then he's been having this steadily building performance in the C2, which, you know, he will get to the, the final two of the block. I don't think he'll get through to the final final. But it's like, oh, they are strapping the rocket to this mm. guy. I will get excited about him then. Unlike so many other AEW people who get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's, he has. I said for Chris, it's Christian for me as the best heel in the business right now. But Swerve will overtake him. I'll go even further back than September with the angle with Nick Wayne. And the the, the most yeah. brutal thing. Well, that until was... the, the death, death match, one of the most brutal things I'd seen on AEW telly. Mm. Um and then, which, like, you know, because of uh, Visa shenanigans, ended up with him having a match with Sting at All In. <laughs> but, like, makes it through all of those shenanigans mm. and that weird booking, you know, make good that they had to do and comes to this point that you're talking about. Um, again, it's like when you can ride that kind of storm, 
that's a, a sign of quality. Well, so many people have entered a Sting feud just to, you know, yeah. you are Sting's monster of the month. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but yeah, what will they do with Swerve afterwards? I never really had any hopes, unfortunately. Mm. But then they, they did follow it up. Mm. I think he's got presence. Mm. Like when we talked about this in the Dynamite review a lot, but I love the juxtaposition <laughs> of his entrance because you have got him looking so cool, so mob boss like walking out, hands in his pockets of this big giant coat and a dancing fool next to him who is getting the crowd. And the crowd are like dancing along with Swerve, but all eyes, uh, dancing along with Nana, but all eyes are on Swerve because he's just got this, he's got this factor, this the it factor that you have in professional wrestling. This is why when Hit Row started in NXT, everyone was like, oh, Swerve's the guy, yeah. Swerve's the star. And then when they brought the rest of the main roster, Vince was like, on a top dollar for the star <laughs> of this group. And I was like, what were you talking about? Swerve's the guy. Like, Swerve's your guy right here. And they didn't see it. They wanted him back. He said, no, I'm, st I'm betting on myself. I'm sticking with AEW. And it's paid off for him. Mm. And man, like, it's a killer end to this year. Talking about, like, people want to see him get the world title. People want to see him, the real, like, the rocket really strapped to him. Props to Hangman Page. Yeah. Because he is his biggest part of Swerve's story. Dance partner. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, uh, this is a spoilers for the rest of the list, but Hangman Page, zero nominations. Mm. Uh, not surprised. This year, zero nominations. There's a name that hasn't come up yet, and I'm wondering whether or not it will at all at this point. Because mm. it, it, I, I expected it to be in the, like, 10 to 5 point. In at number five, also with seven nominations, but no top-level nominations as compared to Swerve. So they got the same amount of nominations, but this person's was much higher. 22 points, last year's number 12, first time in the top 10 since uh, 2018, I think, 2019, Cody Rhodes. Oh, fair. Yeah, I think that's... First time in the top 10 since 2019. Mm. And he has been, again, you talk about like those people that have turned WWE business around. Cody is one of those guys. Mm. Like you put him on the house shows and people are going to buy tickets because mm. they want to go see Cody Rhodes and be the woke. Like when we do our live shows, that's the entrance that our audience get most excited yeah. for because we all like do the big, whoa. whoa. And even before then, shout shouting something, something Cody Rhodes <laughs> and doing the big, whoa. Like everyone loves it. I uh, didn't get to see him when I went to SmackDown and I was gutted. Uh, like, like, and I saw everyone that I wanted to see. And I didn't get to see Cody, and I was a bit like, oh. And I've not felt that way about a wrestler in a really long time, where I'm like earnestly a fan, kind of thing. Um, yeah, I, I I love him. You also, love him. I love him a lot. I just think he's he's he can he he does the hokey nonsense that I love so much so well. He is pure babyface. That's it. Like I mean, Sami Zayn is pure babyface, but Sami Zayn is pure babyface in an independent wrestling yes. scene. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas Cody Rhodes is wrestling baby face Cody Rhodes is John Cena but he can wrestle yeah do you know what I mean like and I, I don't mean that to be it that's that's your little tag like tagline it's very flippant <laughs> and glib but also kind of it is and like he he gives his um weight belt to kids and I feel happy for the kids yeah. and I hate kids like and I'm like oh that's a lovely thing to do I cried in his entrance at Wrestlemania because it was and, and I watched it back recently and like had to explain it to to her indoors and like I was like this is on so many levels this is beautiful like he's thinking of his dad he's like you know Brody's kids there his kids there like it's this massive moment for, I don't know there was something so special about it it was ruined afterwards but there was something really special about that like the the match he had with Brock where in the moment I'm like uh oh mm. does this feel like a burial and then somehow he turns it around to make it actually that it's not yeah it's not it's, it's not Cody match. wins lol it's it's this 
tenacity and the spirit and the the tag thing with Jay, where like he's got a real seriousness to him, but he can still have a little giggle with. Do you feel him, sir? That one. That one. He knows what he's doing. When he came out of Survivor Series and he's got his glasses on, he's doing a Triple H impression and being an EVP or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. There's something about him that I just love. I love him. We, uh, well, of course, back in 2019, which is when he would have been doing his AEW run. That's that was the start of AEW. Yeah, we had, yeah. like uh, mostly pay-per-views that mm. year. Uh, had the match with Dustin, which is... Oh, had, my God, yeah. Yep. I guess, yeah. Nick Aldis was the year before. But it was like, oh, he is a forever baby face. He's he's my brother. Like, that's what I always used to say. But then he hasn't he hasn't done anything different. Maybe he just went a bit weird Cody verse, and the the fans just turned on him. And I thought the fans would turn on him in WWE as well this year. You know, because he came in, then he got injured, came back at the start, came back this start of this at year the Rumble, for yeah. the Rumble. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, give it three to four months, fans will start booing him. I won't. I never booed him in AEW, remember. But I just... It's just the pattern. We've seen this before. (laughs) We've seen wrestling fans before. So for everyone to still stay on board with a blue-eyed baby face in 2023, when that is a really outdated thing to... Especially after... And not to be putting too much about it. After WrestleMania. Yeah. After not winning the thing he said he was going to do. Which then, because it felt inevitable in the moment, and in a weird way it felt inevitable on the Raw after Mania, that it would be Mania 40, that he's going for it again. What if he doesn't win it there? Like, it felt like your bottom level, he's gone right back to the bottom, but there's something about the inevitability of him that kind of feels like a Cena thing, and yet he's managed to push through it. I, I, I've been saying this for Don't some time say now. say it again. I'm begging you. Don't put it. In, don't, don't let him win. No. <laughs> I think I'm at, like what a long term story. How long term though? Three years. I just <laughs> three. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you lose the first one. Let me tell you about a, a young man named Hiroshi Tanahashi. Because it's Karakata. No. You lose the first one. He loses again, and then that third time when he comes out for WrestleMania. That will be incredible, and it will, will be it? it will be better because he has tried twice before. I think I would love that to be true. I think he's done it once. I don't think you can repeat sustaining this mm-hmm. a second I'm year. So curious. I mean, I think he will be over regardless. I'm so curious to see how audiences' interest is going to be in Cody doing it again because mm. I don't think interest is there for him at the moment no. in going for the world title. It wasn't this year either, though. People wanted Sammy, <laughs> and they heated him up in a couple of weeks. But that's again, that's that's the quality of him. Like yeah, he's able to I mean. do it, and like you can just like the, the Brock Lesnar trilogy of nothing. They they feed it for six months for nothing with, for nothing. He endorsed him. Well, that's it. But, they, but the feud was absolutely nothing. But he still managed to make me want to watch it. Mm. They put together a video package. So romantic. Was, I mean, it made it look like they were dating. <laughs> it was, they Tell me told, a lie. They told, they told us a six-month story. And the whole point of it was, we don't know why this is happening. Yeah. <laughs> that was the point of the video package. Still don't know why this is happening, but they're going to have another match at SummerSlam. Each of the matches has been the same. The story beats have been the same. And then what's he done after that? Feuded with the Judgment Day. He has done broadly nothing since Roman at Mania. And yet, the crowd just want everything. The crowd want more out of him. The crowd just want to see him because he has got Mm. that baby face factor that the crowd just eat up. When I close my eyes and I imagine like the end of WrestleMania... Also, by the way, sleeping. The the rubber chicken. I was was doing Aerosmith lyrics. You go. Oh, that's lovely. Um, No, the end of WrestleMania 40. Right. 
And in my head, it's 40, 30, 20. Ends with a big confetti thing. It's the guy that you never thought would win the belt, winning the belt, winning the big one on the grandest stage and all of that stuff. So it's a perfect opportunity to do it. I close my eyes and I think of someone standing on the turnbuckle holding the belt up like, ow, I'm in pain, but like grit. And I've got, and the, the image I've got is Cody. He's like oh. the image of a wrestler. Weirdly enough, if I think about it as well, I'm like, who else fits in that? Buddy Matthews CM exists Punk. in my head. Like, yeah. Well, there's the other belt. There are two nights, you see. Oh, they won't um, care about that belt. They will now. You, they, they won't care about it. You won't care about it if CM Punk wins it. No. Okay, no, because I'll just yep. be thinking, when's he going to face Roman? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't think Punk will care right yeah. <laughs> But no, I like he, he's he's an action figure in human mm. form. He is. Yeah, that's, that's a good description, yeah. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. In at number four, we're jumping up from 22 here to 43 points. Whoa. Yeah, look, we're into consensus town. <laughs> oh, yeah. 11 nominations, four top level. Last year's number 10, Brian Danielson. Mm. Yeah, great year. The Iron Man match with MJF, mm -hmm. the, uh, the Zack Sabre Jr. match, the Akada match. Uh, the, I mean, recently, like the, C, the, the Continental Classic matches he's had. Yeah. Eddie Kingston. 
Fighting through injuries as well, because like... <laughs> there isn't a bone in that man's body that hasn't broken. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, ask Nigel McGuinness. Yeah. He, will, he will tell you a lot. <laughs> he's, he's, he's made of Rivita, like at this stage. But like at 2021, in 2022 rather, I'm looking at this, you know, his last year's number 10. And he'd spent quite a bit of that year injured. And we kept saying like, if he wasn't injured, he would be higher. Mm. This year, he's been injured again because he broke his arm. Then he's fractured his orbital bone. But yet he is still like, anytime he goes out, he's just put on the bang of matches. Because it's not just that. It's the Ricky Stark's matches as oh well. my yeah, god the strap, the match. strap match was incredible that's it because ricky was supposed to face punk and then punk got fired so danielson came in and replaced punk yeah because danielson fired him <laughs> <laughs> no wonder wait a minute are you trying to say that you think danielson fired punk so he could have the match that's what it stuff? all is i just remember at the start of the year danielson was in the He's going to have the best match on TV this week, right? Yeah. Because he was doing the MJF feud, and that's when, if you had mm. to face MJF, you had to beat five people to get to MJF. He was just having incredible matches yeah. for five weeks. He's just reliable. Yeah. He's like, just, which sounds like damning with faint praise, but no, it's the opposite. It's, it's kind of what we're saying with Sami Zayn, that reliable hand, just like, oh, pull lever in case of emergency. Like, that's that's mm. Brian Danielson. Pull, pull lever for great match. Mm. Like, you just put him out there and he just has these incredible matches. Like that, that But the company, would, the company believes in him as well. Exactly, yeah. Mm. And that I, that MJF match is, is one of my mm. favourite matches this year. And I, yeah. it ranked very highly for me in, in my nominations for the moment when the time expires when you hit that uh, and he's just there doing star jumps being like literally yeah. I can do this all oh. day and MJ is on the ground with an oxygen tank mm. because he cannot do this all day oh, give me shivers yeah. he's just unbelievable he is an incredible he's got such a presence again this, yeah, that music hits the crowd go ballistic for him because you know you're just going to get great wrestling Wrap him in bubble wrap for the month of July because we want him all in too. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, against McGuinness. Like, I feel like we're on the tail end of his career at this point. He's said we're, we're ending it. Not that he's going to not be wrestling full stop. He's probably not going to be full time. But that then shows that, like, you can, yeah, you can break last in case of emergency. Uh oh, we need, we need a legend to come in for a quick program. Bang, we've got Danielson kind of yeah. thing. I think you'll probably look back on 2023 as the year when. Danielson started to become one of the major behind-the-scenes players. Mm. He's stepped into this punk power vacuum. He's become one of Tony Khan's right-hand men, it sounds like. He's booking shows. He's making personnel decisions, by all accounts. He's walking around with a swear jar on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> I think Tony Khan said it. I told my dad, if I'm ever in hospital, give the book to Danielson. Mm. Like that's, that's the person he trusts the most. And, then, and his dad's like, son... Who is that? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> who is Daniel's son? <laughs> Daniel's son? I don't know who that is. Uh, but also just interviews. He's great on promos. He can just cut an amazing one on the drop of a hat. And he's been on commentary recently. He's the best on commentary as well. He makes the C2 sound so much like, yeah. bigger than it really yeah. is. Like it's, it's a great tournament, but he's there talking about how important this is. And I'm like, yeah, he's right. Mm. He is absolutely right. Still don't care about the Triple Crown title. <laughs> But oh, Danielson yeah, I about it every time. <laughs> that's the thing. And that's, again, the Sami Zayn thing. Yeah. Danielson cares about it. So ultimately, I'm like, maybe I care about mm. it. <laughs> Sami Zayn cares about that World Heavyweight Challenge. I'm like, maybe I've been wrong. Maybe he's it saying, is an important title. He's saying Seth doesn't care about his title. Uh, I mean, he does. He's just very unconvincing about it. <laughs> no, Seth cares about that title very much. Yeah. <laughs> he just can't put anything over. Like, can't emote it. Yeah. Can't emote it. <laughs> At number three, we jump up to 56 oh, points, wow. 17 nominations, 
five top level. First time on the list since 2019. Gunther. Yeah. In fact, actually, I think it might be the first time he's been on the list since 28. He was my top pick. Yeah. How many matches has he had this year? 27,000. I just want to compare him against Roman Reigns. <laughs> he's had more matches than Reigns. Yeah, admit, yeah, everyone has, but how many, how many more? I could, he's had more matches than Roman Reigns in the past two months than Roman Reigns had all year. Uh, Half of them were with Chad Gable. <laughs> that, yeah, the Chad Gable match, the Mania three-way. He made The Miz look like a credible yeah. challenger to the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. He was half of the way to making Miz look. Half, of course, <laughs> being no, he was um, that the the match he had with Riddle, which we, do you remember when he just slapped his foot? I, d- I didn't rate that match. That's no, but match. when he slapped his foot, yeah, yeah, I think we were slow because we'd seen them do that at yeah. a lot of Rev Pro shows, and uh, it was like the greatest thing we'd ever seen. So we were dead excited for it. Money in the Bank, and there was that. I think it's the only Gunther match that hasn't delivered this I agree. year because I think everything else he's done, the triple threat at WrestleMania in particular, has been just <laughs> five stars all the way through the rumble iron man situation you rumble iron man like yeah. absolutely he's again another guy that when we talk about like raw people say who they want to see as world heavyweight champion who go for the belt they're going, picking gunther they want gunther to be that guy mm. oh, i love the mustafa ali match yeah the one yeah that, um, was, night of champions yeah night yeah. Of champions yeah so so good um in fact actually because i've as correct myself it is the first time he's been on this since 2018 and when he was number two on that 2018 <laughs> list before ollie davis told us no, and put Hiroshi Tanahashi in his place instead. History will prove me right. <laughs> we got so much negative feedback because everyone was like, I don't know why you rate this guy. I don't see mm. it. I don't mm. get it. And we just kept saying, you will. Like, your, your kids might not be ready for that yet. Or, or you might not be ready for that, but your kids are going to love it. And like, fast forward a few years, he goes to NXT. And he has that, like, the NXT UK run. So we will about it. Wasn't like you know anything spectacular, but every time he had a match, it was five stars. Mm. So that Dragonoff match he had oh, yeah. during the pandemic, he goes up to the main roster, and it's a little bit. Oh no, he's been renamed. It's oh no, it's lots of Nazi imagery. Oh yeah, no, why yeah. do we keep doing this? <laughs> and he overcame all of it, and now he is just Walter with Ring Camp on the main roster by a different by different names in all iterations. And it works. Hmm. It's exactly what we said was great in 2018, but it's now on the main roster and he's leaner. And he just hits people dead hard. And it's awesome every time he does it. It's part of why I don't like it when people call him Walter now, because he almost delineates between Walter and Gunther. It's like... Walter was amazing in in all of his regards, but now like like making himself leaner, a slightly a slight tweak in his style or whatever makes Gunther this entire other character that he's sort of forced into making people love him, kind of thing. It's like I, I don't know. I I love I love him. He was top of my list because oh he topped your list. He topped my list. I'm pretty sure he did anyway. I can't, can't <laughs> a while ago. Um, but it was this. It's because well he met the Intercontinental Belt was the one I wanted to win when I was a kid. And he's made yeah. it matter again. Yeah, and has not mattered a job. That's a, no. that's a good point. Actually. And like he's he he looks, and I don't. I I recently noticed that I've become this person who does put stock in what people look like in terms of what how whether I believe them as a top guy or a top gal. You're shallow. I, well, I've become shallow. Yeah. yeah um, who knew? Um, and there's something about the way he physically holds himself, the way he delivers a promo, kind of looking up, like, like mm. so like he's looking down on us. Um, then in the, the, it's the vulnerability in the matches as well. It's the fact that he is able to make Chad Gable look like he could beat me when Chad Gable two weeks ago was, was feuding with some models. Like he is able to 
breathlessly make you think he's going to lose it. And then within 10 seconds, he's clotheslined you, he's powerbombed you, he's powerbombed you again, he's got the cover, and you're like, oh, you were never going to lose. <laughs> like, he's so good at that. And that's why I, I slightly push back on this idea of Walter and Gunther are two different people. Because this is what Walter has always been. Yeah. He's, he is leaner now, but the matches he's doing on TV are the matches mm-hmm. I was watching him doing on the independent scene. It's just now on a much bigger stage, but under a different name. They've rebadged him, but he is exactly the same wrestler he mm. was five years ago. Well, I'm just saying what Gunther says. So. <laughs> and, you know, this is a guy in 2021, I think it was uh, 20, 2019, whichever it was, the NXT Survivor Series. He was jobbed down like two minutes mm. in his Survivor Series match. And he was NXT UK champion. And nobody was, everyone was very worried. And everyone was like, oh, man, if what no. I'm hearing is true. What exactly? But like Triple well, H. Well, Vince would have booked him, right? Yeah. <laughs> he knows how to book Giants. <laughs> Triple H has like done. And foreigners. <laughs> yeah, and foreigners. That's <laughs> <laughs> Feel a uh, But yeah, I think they've done incredible work with Gunther this year. And yeah. he's just been superb. It's my favorite thing on Raw. Mm. Roman probably was booked better than him. But um... <laughs> it's, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. I've been pressing it has been said that you can force Roman to the top of this list if you want to. <laughs> we jump up from 56 points. I'll just do it for Tanahashi. Yeah. <laughs> we jump up from 56 points to 70 points. Oh. 22 nominations. Oh. Bearing in mind, over 30 people, 22 people nominated for top level, 70 points, MJF. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. we know who number one's going to be now. And it was a tight race. Mm. Was it really? Like, well, yeah. I would say <laughs> between the top three, it was actually a tight race between the three of them. Gunther was number one at, at one point. Um, but I thought Gunther would be number one. But these other two got more nominations in later. A lot mm. of Gunther ones just sort of like, they slowed down <laughs> towards the end. We're getting a lot of like one point nominations. Whereas these two just like far and away just got loads of higher number nominations. Mm. And MJF, yes, yeah, 22 nominations. In fact, he... MJF got more nominations than the person who wins. Ah, wins but he wasn't. This is this is but what that, proportional representation yeah, yeah. matters. That, <laughs> that person got more top level yeah. nominations. Um, so yeah, I, MJF, what a year he's had. The entire year as world champion. This will go out before World's End, so I can comfortably say that. Yeah, and has shown, I think, in 2023, he literally can do it all. Because mm. we used to say about him when he was a heel. Oh, the great thing about MJF is. He's not just a great promo, which is what people used to, like, negative people used to lobby against him. Oh, he's just a good promo. Because then he would have banging matches with Kineske Takeshita and would just be like, oh, no, because he can he can do all of this incredible indie wrestling that everyone likes. He just chooses not to do it because he's a bad. That's so smart. And he, does, and he only has five matches a year. Mm. And so you're like, every time you're just like, oh, yeah, he is one of the best wrestlers on the planet. So he was doing that at the start of the year. Then in the second half of the year has been a babyface. So now he wrestles all the time and is doing all of that indie wrestling that everyone likes because he's a baby face now. So you're like, you literally can do it all. Anything that is thrown at him, he can do it masterfully. The man got a holy shit chant from a dive. Yeah. A suicide dive. Yeah. Like that's, but that's the, to your point of he can do the things he just chooses not to is... Uh, a, an argument in favor of restraint you know this the negative idea that you can only be a promo versus i want my wrestlers to be able to do all of the wrestling and all the flips and all the technical stuff there's a balance to be had it's not even about like working smarter not harder it's just being like well things have value and things have impact and i can do four canadian destroys in a row and stand up or i can make you believe in me so much that when I pull out a suicide dive that you see send us to commercial break every single week, 
you'll get on your feet and it'll blow your mind. That's a level of skill and talent that makes this craft, this art form, what it is. Raven. It's interesting considering who's probably going to be at number one, though. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Raven said in a shoot interview once that um, people, when he was in ECW, people would come up to me and like, oh, we'll go, you know, I'll go and get a chair and we'll do these. And you'd be like, no, uh, we're doing two chair shots in our match. Mm. And they were like, but like those guys over there are doing 20. So we need to do 25 because we're in the match next. And he was like, well, we're only going to do two and those two are going to matter mm. because we're going to make them matter. That's it. That's what MJF does. It's just like, I don't need to do four Canadian destroyers. I'll just do one. And it will be, and it will matter more than doing four. It's like when you're in a drama at A level and you devise and you can swear now because you're a grown up, so you start swearing all the time and you realize that actually using one solidly placed mm. C word is, is, is actually far more impactful. Yeah. The, the, the thing, uh, obviously he's had great in ring matches, great on the, on the mic and stuff, but he does seem to have some influence on his character. And the people around him who join the cast of Max, I've I've described it as the Max effect. If you get in a storyline with Max, or you just sort of come into the peripherals, you feel more fleshed out. Mm. You feel more over because you're you have to raise your game when you interact with Max's character because he's so three dimensional. So Adam Cole was floundering. <laughs> You know, when he had one of the worst matches of the year. Yeah, like yeah. That, that Jericho feud. But even before then, he didn't have like the best AEW run after the injury and everything. Or even before the injury. And Max like took that. Yeah, you're not the guy you were in NXT in that other company. And just turned it all in the space of one to three weeks. And actually ended up doing a storyline that rivaled the emotional intensity of the Bloodline saga. Mm. And the Bloodline Saga, I think, is like the greatest WWE modern told story or, or feud. But I just feel like Max hasn't got that sort of recognition or AEW and Dynamite and Collision collectively because this was all happening when Punk was self-destructing and then left. When actually, week to week, I think it's the best TV. That's also what you've got to do as the champ, yes. right? You've got yeah. to be the steady ship that carries everything through. And in those moments where they are in absolute disarray because of behind the scenes stuff, he's able to consistently deliver great matches and great story. The match with Kenny um, on Collision. Loved it. Yeah. Um, the guy did a big band number this year. Like, oh, I which, is from heaven. Oh, I loved every second of that. That like that I I was beaming throughout. Like that's that brings a tear to my eye. Bringing big band to my wrestling. Thank you very kindly. I but watched the, Elf last night, and it's in you know Penny's from yeah, Heaven's in it. Yeah. And I was like, it's the MJF song. Yeah, but like also that uh, period where you've got the 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 four pillars fatal four way, which was a uh, uh, an underwhelming story that led to one of the best fatal four way matches mm. uh, I think any of us have ever seen. But. Um, he he managed to try his level best to sort of build everyone up and, and raise everyone to yeah. you know his level in that moment, um, and that when, when that is his low point of the year, that's quite a good year actually, it's isn't it? Good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, the devil hasn't been revealed yet, so we'll see. But like, but but it like when I when I play the devil game and I do all the red herrings and I th and I the fact that there's a voice in my head goes, it still could be him. He Pump. could be the devil. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> sorry, no. Um, I'm like. Goodness me, he's very good at this. And again, it's him. He's the he's the fulcrum, yeah, to use scientific terms. Wardlow's a good example of that. Mm. Wardlow, dead as a doornail, mm. like so under, I would argue, in terms of people have gone off the Wardlow. Took him off TV for a bit, 
Brought him back, instantly put him into a Max storyline. And I was like, ooh, Wardlow. Mm. Yeah, I, could, I could see Wardlow go for the belt. Smurjo feels the most credible he has done for ages. Yeah. It's TNA. Well, he, he had that great ROH TV title. He's so one, credible he doesn't need the title anymore. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Kingdom, Roderick Strong, is now a completely different character and one of the major players every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the whole stuff with the acclaimed. He got Max Caster, this whole like romance <laughs> storyline over... For just a red herring spot to, for the devil. Mm. Well, let's reveal number one. Beating MJF by just four points. Oh. 18 nominations, nine of which were top level. 74 points. Last year's number seven, Will Ospreay. Does that make him the first ever two-time? He's our first wow. ever two-time best wrestler of the year. Good for winner. you. And we know him. Shields. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, you're going to be signing with AEW early next year. Yeah. 2023 was like a big year for Will, not only because he basically just had five-star matches every week, mm. um, but also because he became the target for both WWE mm. and AEW, and actually turns out TNA, mm. to sign him and make him a focal point of, of their business because that kid is money. And I say kid, he's only a handful of years younger than I am. But he is like, he has made a name for himself to the point where he has become, apparently TNA offered him, and this is apparently real, a lot of people corroborate this, a seven-figure deal. Mm. TNA, mm. who I don't think have 7p, offered him a seven-figure <laughs> deal. Well, seven pennies to rub together. The figure was seven. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he has just been incredible all year. Not mm. just in his AEW work, but man, New Japan was like, uh, we were you know putting together like the, the best matches, oh, every five-star match. And Tempest was next to me watching through all of those matches to write up that list. And every time he just turned to me, he's like, that Will's the best wrestler in the, in the world. Like, mm. He's just incredible. Well, he's had the best match. I, d- I don't know if this has happened since I guess the 80s, right? He's had the best match in loads of different promotions mm-hmm. so he's you know, the kenny match is probably the best new japan match of the year maybe the naito one uh, the, the mike bailey match is In- definitely impact like one of impacts best matches ever yeah uh you've got rev pro for the british indie shows and uh, was he on one pw like because he's an AEW with the the i guess the omega match right the second yeah, omega, the omega match. match and the all-in match with jericho yeah i mean for the omega matches would be the best oh, I see what you're uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of the year but yeah, he's also worked all these indie dates for other companies, also having their best matches of the year. Yeah. I think that is probably why I never saw him seriously signing with WWE. Like, I think, you know, I don't doubt that they would have signed him if he wanted to. I don't doubt that they probably did at least offer him a figure. But I don't think he ever seriously would have gone there because the the benefit of signing with AEW is that he can kind of, in a lesser way, continue that. Legacy, because they obviously <laughs> allow you like to go out, and they've they've shown openness to collaborating with other companies. You know, he can go do some stuff in Mexico, he can go do some stuff in Japan again. Um, I, I think that's kind of what he loves. I think he just feeds on it, and part of my fondness for him so much does come from that Rev Pro show where the night before All In, he goes out and in in all honesty, probably should have delivered something very tame. Mm. Didn't. Nope. Didn't. Uh, really put everything out in that ring for a you know a sizable but cons- comparatively small <laughs> crowd, um, and then delivers a promo where he just sort of basically explains like, oh my drama teacher was here and I always wanted yeah. to be in the performing arts and I'm in it and it genuinely choked me up and like was like, oh man I love this and I love you for loving this and I think that it is his passion that has 
made him have all of those best matches for all of those companies. Mm-hmm. So the opportunity to, yeah, sign a big contract with one of the major promotions, but the one that keeps him open to be able to continue to do that makes perfect sense. The promos that I'm going to remember from this year are things like that promo mm. at RevPro's 11th anniversary. Uh, his promo before the Jericho match, which was so, so good, talking about how what this means to him. Yeah. Um, the promo before the Kenny match at Wrestle Kingdom, which... Oh, I, my God, is, yeah. It, it, your enjoyment of that will depend on your tolerance for the C word. <laughs> oh, I love that word. It's my like, favorite word. If, if, you like, if you like that word, yeah. you're going to love this promo. <laughs> it's every other word. And talking about like having to watch his mate's funerals on iPads and yeah. things like that, just talking about how the pandemic affected him. But also, his debut promo in AEW from signing it which is settle down bruv (laughs) and the reason why I love it is because like oh that's just Will yeah that promo before Kenny that's just that's how genuinely how Will feels the one before the Jericho it's just how Will feels Mm. the one of the we always say about Eddie wrestling is real to Eddie Kingston Mm. it's real to Will Ospreay Mm. it sells it to us yeah he does he sells it Mm. I think he's, he's absolutely incredible and I think when we when I started this I was like I'm pretty sure Will is going to win. But it actually did become a very close three-horse race with MJF and Gunther. Well, it's a, he, he didn't... He, he wasn't a title holder in a major AEW or WWE. North American sort of company. The... the, the uh, it's such a weak other side of the coin, but to going to all the different promotions, there's, there's a consistency for your regular audiences who regularly watch the same mm. show every mm. week. Whereas like Gunther is a presence on my episode of Raw every week. MJF has a presence on my Dynamite and occasionally on my Collision. Will is like, oh, he's here for a bit. And he's here for a bit. And he's here for a bit because I don't watch New Japan all the time and I don't see all the Impact stuff. And it's only because I'm, I'm told, seek this match out because it was great. That's where I find them. So that is almost speaks to, again, the level of quality mm. to be able to make it to the top. So just before we head things off, a couple of facts for you. Uh, People who missed out on the top 10 from last year's top 10. Seth Rollins, we mentioned, Mm -hmm. because he was 15th. Chris Jericho was also in last year's top 10. He had a good last year. That ROH title run was awesome. Sheamus, also on last year's top 10. Yeah, he's been injured most of this year. And John Moxley, who was last year's number (gasps) one, did not make it into the top 10 this year. I think the shine... Um, you know, I think he's done a lot of good work. But I think, I think there's, there's, the when you're on TV all the time, you've only got so much energy mm. for each individual person. And I think John's shine hasn't quite been there, save for that incredible match with um, Cassidy. And I think it's actually with Paige as well, because like you look at Paige, that incredible series he's had with Swerve Strickland, zero points, right? Because everyone's gone yeah. for everyone's gone for Swerve. Mm. He had that incredible stuff with Orange Cassidy. Everyone's voted for Cassidy. Mox didn't get a single nomination. Yeah. He won last year. I can't say I'm surprised. But yeah. also, this is our first year ever when no women are in the top 10. No women whatsoever, because Bianca Belair... Who's the, who's the highest? So uh, Rhea, Rhea Ripley Rhea. was uh, with 11 points. Bianca Belair was in the top 10 last year. Um, but mm. see, this is our first year when no women have made it into the list. And I think that really is a testament to how poorly... Both WWE and AEW have presented women's wrestling in 2023. AEW, obviously, way worse. Mm. Yeah. But WWE have not done I think, a great job of it until, say, like the last couple of months of the year. I was going to say, I think recently, 
they've yeah. done a much better job of pulling it out. And I think if you if you were to look at the matches, Rhea Ripley being that high, given that she's barely wrestled, is quite interesting. That's all presence, I think. Yeah. Pre- yeah. Well, presence is a big part of it. Yeah. Like she's she's present even when she's not there. They yeah. said on Raw the other week, like Rhea's not here tonight, and the crowd audibly went, "Oh!" <laughs> like they were quite upset. <laughs> NXT Deadline. Yeah. It's yeah, they're chanting, like, they're chanting for Rhea. Yeah. Like so, she the the I mean presence and character is so much a part of wrestling as well. Bianca has had some brilliant matches this year but again the sheen that I talked about with Moxley kind of disappears when the story doesn't back Mm -hmm. it up Um, Charlotte hasn't been the Charlotte maybe there's something to do with coming back from an injury that um, has led her to not really push it or the the stories weren't interesting enough Ronda Rousey Shayna Baszler Becky Lynch Becky Becky was on my list because of not just because I, I think she really carried that Trish feud had some incredible chemistry with Zoe. I think it was more the work that she did to help elevate other people. So like elevating Zoe Stark, uh, that's that cage match with Trish, I think was brilliant. Um, Tiffany. Tiffany. I was about to say that the NXT match was one of my favorites of the year. Um, But then also in that run as NXT women's champ, making a point of being that person who the the newer or the lesser mm. uh, experienced stars can have a match with. I made a event at WrestleMania so I can pass some stuff on to you. I think that's a really valuable part of the women's uh, division that is that doesn't exist because of how women's wrestling has not been looked at as credible or worthy for the history of wrestling mm-hmm. in, in certain areas, um, particularly in Western wrestling. So like, yeah, um, I can't say I'm surprised, but uh, fingers crossed we can continue to fix that crazy game <laughs> for 2024 copy my there because I was about to say in Ernest's point I think you're going to see Bailey in next year oh I hope so yeah because mm. I think this what they're doing is Sami Zayn they're doing the Sami Zayn story again but with damage control and I think that's going to lead to an incredible baby face run that might see her back into that top 10 list which she hasn't been since 2020 I think she might make some Money, Julia Hart. Yeah, yeah. it's another one. This I is want, what I'm saying. Yeah. There's so I, much. I want her to have a great next year. Right? I there's, there's so much potential. Like I was, I was gonna say with AEW, like who do you pick? I mean, Tony Storm's character work has been brilliant in the past, you know, few months. Um, Storyline wise, it hasn't been there. Just hasn't been there. Yeah, but I, I think you can always struggle with that with you know three matches a week. Yeah, you're, you're always going to struggle with that that one quarter hour. Yeah. But anyway, that is our top 10 for the year. Leave your comments down below with who is your personal wrestler of the year. Thank you all so much for watching throughout 2023. We'll see you in 2024. I've been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That has been the Professor Dan Layton. That has been Ollie Davis. Jam that jam. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.